Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Over the Boards podcast. My name is Matt Duke here in studio with Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. It's been a while since we had our last podcast. We got a lot to go over. But I guess the biggest thing was the Jay Bowmeister incident last night. But while we get into it, let's go. There was a goalie fight. There was a goalie fight. The goalie fight was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yes, it I was. I wish Rick Jenneret could have announced the goalie fight because that would have been electric. Yeah. You, okay. Do you know what the funniest part about the goalie fight was? To me, the, was it was the, the guys played on the teams the year before. Yes. Yes. That, yes. That was, thank yeah, you. Yes. That was that hysterical. Was my, yes. Just to think that, like, y- you mentioned, like, in in our prep work, yeah. Darnell Nurse pointed yeah. Cam Talbot to go fight Mike Smith. And it's hysterical because they were teammates if last you, year. And he's like, hey, yes. go fight our goalie, yeah. who was, you know, their goalie last yeah. year. If you watch the video, you can see him stand next to – can you turn my gain up a little bit, please, actually? Yes, I can. It must be really low. Yeah. Um, I don't know which mic is yours, so give me a second. That's fine. Um, but if you, if you watch the video, it's hilarious to see him kind of like people are fighting. It's a melee and – Mike Smith is outstanding at the red line with his stick, just kind of politely waiting for him. Yeah. Darnell Nurse isn't really doing much, and he just kind of looks at Cam Talbot, and they kind of look at each other, and Darnell just points, like, leisurely. He's like, go that way. He's and like, sure enough, he's, he's like, like Come on, okay, man. whatever. Vincent, is yeah. that better? <laughs> it seems like it's better, yes. Okay. Yeah, mine was just really, really, really yes, low. Your so. game was very low. Um, But, yeah, no, that, w- that struck me as very funny as well because, like, I'm like – I heard Mike Smith and Cam Talbot, and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, Mike <laughs> yeah. Smith in an Edmonton jersey. Let's go. <laughs> it was awesome. It, oh, Could you turn okay. your game down, please? Yeah. Mike Mike Smith is the jack of all trades as a goalie because he he's had goals. an incredible career. He, he has scored a goal. We've seen him and how incredible he is at playing the puck. He does just about everything, and apparently he can fight because he – Clocked oh my God, he did. Cam Talbot with like he he connected four like four good good yes. right handers like really good four right good handers right-handers. like that that he he could have gone toe to toe with uh, the razor. I, no, I'm just kidding. I, I don't know if I want to say like Matthew Kachuk or anything like that, but he he, 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 he may he have been able to give like I don't know about Ray Emery a run for his money. He could have given he, Milan Lucic a little bit of a uh, you could give him a tough time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just was, thought, here's the other thing that I thought was hysterical: the picture of Milan Lucic standing next to David Riddick on the bench while all of this was happening. Like that's the one thing that Calgary wanted when they traded for Milan Lucic is we need you to protect some of our star players because right. we didn't have any of that last year in the playoffs. And when all of this is going on, he's standing on the bench protecting the backup. Well, not really the backup goalie because David Riddick is there full-time starter, and he got pulled in the game. That's another element to the Battle of Alberta. The previous game, he throws his stick after, you know, Edmonton misses the net twice. He doesn't even have to make oh, a little, save. a little bat flip. Yeah, a little, yeah. little bat. You know, every, everybody's upset about it, and then yeah. Edmonton just lights him up for yeah. six goals the next game, but we'll get into that later. Uh, that was ele- that whole series was electric. It was I incredible. Was, I wish that I was a fan of either of those teams. Hockey needed this. Yeah. That was yeah. a good hockey weekend. They was, really did. It was awesome. And by weekend, I mean several weeks of awesome yes. hockey. Yes. But that the game Except with that fight especially was – I I don't – again, did you see that um, – I don't know if this is going to be true or not, but NHL 21 said that 
the EA Sports tweeted something about like maybe we have to put the the bat flip in for goalie celebrations. That's like, stupid. That doesn't. I don't know how I feel about that. It would probably be cool to like do it once. And then it's like they okay, they, they thought that the hurricane celebration was going to be cool for like after a win and like I think I don't think anybody uses it. Yeah, NHL yeah. twenty one should add like brawls, like five man fights. That's I don't know. See, I that, don't know how you do that though. That's I don't know how you could. Yeah, like you'd only be able to do that in like online multiplayer, and very rarely do people play. You know, five on five. They should still do it. I mean, but and that's not really part of the that. game anymore. This happened once. When was the last time this happened in this capacity? You know, I can't think off the top of my no, head. No, I really can't. It's not like, like it's, it's like, not like we can think of like oh, last week the Bruins did it, and then the week before that the 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 Kings did. No, I mean, no. It, it, this is, the reason this is good for like we've seen like fighting kind of like really really dip the last couple of years, if for good reason. It's right. becoming more of a skill game, and because you know CTE is such a problem in sports now that well, it's not smart for NHL. guys to protect them. The NHL still doesn't recognize CTE, right? They basically don't, but the players do. Yeah, they understand. Yeah, they understand like the the whole you know idea of it yeah. and how it can affect you after. Um, so. I think as a result of that, fighting has gone down. And we've seen some incredible games that include pushing and shoving, physical play and stuff like that. Like, you know, whenever the Bruins play the Canadiens, whenever Pittsburgh plays the Flyers, stuff like that. But we haven't seen this in, like, a good five years. No, yeah, it's been a while. This was really, really good to have because this this brings excitement to the game. And I'm not saying we need to have this all the time. This is good because – I'm okay with this happening once every five years because when it does happen, it's insane. And it is so entertaining. Yeah. I mean, the last goalie fight that I could think of was uh, the last two. I'm pretty sure the last one was Ray Emery versus Braden Holpe. But it also reminds me of the time that uh, Brent Johnson just broke Rick DiPietro's jaw <laughs> with yeah. one punch. And then Rick DiPietro just sat he just on never his played again. seventeen year contract or whatever it was. This fifteen year yeah. deal. He gets bought out of it and is still gonna pay him to like twenty thirty one. It's ridiculous. Rick DiPietro and Bobby Bonilla both played for the crappy New York franchise and are getting paid until twenty thirty. Yeah. You know, it's all about it's mental psychological warfare. Yeah. Exactly. And they won. They won. Yeah. Okay, um, um, the the Predators and the Jets did have a line brawl in October of 2018. Um, I don't remember that, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I don't remember that. No, I don't remember it either, but it happened. Um, second period, let's see what happened. I think I think a lot of fights that happen now, oh, though, are... Okay, so somebody got tackled in front of the net. Um, <laughs> he got absolutely... I don't know who, who what player that was, but that kind of... I think a lot started. of fights that happen now, though, are all, like, multi-person fights because, like... Nobody mm, just I, I don't know. If you look at Dennis Gilbert with the Blackhawks role Marauders by the way, um he fought, he he's had like five or six fights in the NHL already. And but, those are those are individual fights. But I would Same say thing I, the Sabres. Uh Jake I don't know if Jake McCabe or Gergensen somebody fought somebody <laughs> like towards the Christmas time. But I would say like most of the fights you see aren't like two guys just going toe to toe like drop the gloves. It's like there's a scrum in front of the net 
or somebody lays a dirty hit and people scrum up by the boards and then a couple people break out in a yeah that's really fight. that's really about it no like yeah. like brawls yeah like, actually start from it like right we're not getting five people fighting at once and then the right. goalie's going at it that's kind of like what like, happened here and that it, was really really it's not like something happens there's a stoppage in play and then both teams send out their fourth lines and the third defense right. line exactly and then like the guys just go all just drop the gloves immediately i'm it may, maybe a mistake. I'm pretty sure the only two players on the ice when this happened that didn't fight were Darnell Nurse and Elias Lindholm. I'm pretty sure there were four fights going on and then the goalie fight. I, I think you're right. Just electric. I mean, it was a, a, a pretty much concrete definition of a line brawl. Right. So and I can't. I'm trying to look up like other line brawls in the past, and there have been. There was. One there was at least one or two in 2018. I, there might have been some in 2019. It's just not coming up when I look at it. And I, I, if I would have looked at this beforehand, I could have looked harder. But in terms of goalie fights, there's no that's that's part of the spectacle here is the goalie fight. I think and it's like the number not one thing. a lot of those. Yeah. The last one now again this isn't the score. Some of the most this is that was a notable goalie fight. Some of the other ones Jonathan Bernier and Ryan Miller in 2013 was like the last. Big one, I guess. Unless you can count the Braden Holtby. I, I got the Braden Holtby. Yeah. So what year was that? was that was a vicious fight. That was 2013, too. So that was 13, too. All right. Fair enough. Um, then you got the Brent Johnson, Rick DiPietro fight in 2011. It's just hysterical. And then all the other ones are from, like, well, that one's 2007. Like, yeah. And the rest are the 1990s. So I sent you guys a link to a documentary last year that was on Netflix. It's called Ice Guardians. Have you guys ever seen you it? You did send us that. Yeah. You sent us the link. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It is electric. I highly recommend it. It's about like all the enforcers. I told you guys about it because we argued about Marty McSorley for. I was gonna say, does it include Marty McSorley? Yeah, yeah I. Marty, that I was think we, how the argument. We started. went to the, we we got to the conclusion that indeed he was classified by many people as an enforcer, as an enforcer. including himself. Yes. Yes. If but, he if he classifies himself as it, then I'll give that to you. Um. But, but yeah, no, I highly recommend it, and it talks about how uh like the, it's uh, the big part of it is like what place fighting has in hockey. And I don't know. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. I think it is an important uh, place in hockey. I don't think they should eliminate it Yeah, I don't game. think it's going to ever be eliminated. I think, though, the, the league's never going to eliminate it simply because I think they're looking at this and saying, like, the players are kind of not eliminating it, but they're cutting it down for right. us. Yeah. So we don't really have to worry about it. We're okay if there's only 15 fights a year. Something yeah. like that. Like if if that's how it is, then it's exciting for the fans who get to witness it. Sometimes you use it for momentum, or really, no, nobody even uses it for momentum anymore. No, it's you don't only send a line out there. Players. Yeah, it's really it's but and that's there's a lot more like scrums happening. Yeah, just because and of like okay legal with, body checks that are big hits. Yeah, they're okay. That with I don't really like. Stuff. There, but that's I, what I mean. There's not uh, more scrums than the past. There's the same amount of scrums. But they're just for not as good reasons. Like if you you're in a hockey game and your you your, star your star player takes player, a clean so. hit, well then everybody has to like goes over and fights him. But it's not. You're That's how you fight. protect your star player. So yeah, but I mean, it's not like. I know I know you don't like it, I, but at I, the end of the day, no I mean, you need to be to able fight for to. That. If you're if you're a really good player in the NHL and you're trying to create space, you need to have teammates that are willing to go after other guys for you. To help create that space yeah, for I you. Yeah, I understand because that. But, like, there's some, like, just because the guy falls down doesn't mean you have to fight the guy who hit him. They're not fighting the guy. They're just, they're just shoving him. Yeah, well, all right. So, but either way, I, 
in terms of like fighting in general, I I hope it doesn't get eliminated. But th- yeah, I if think you drop the, the gloves after a clean hit, then I yeah, think that's, that's stupid. But um, all right, we we need to move on, or else yeah. we'll talk about this all day. Yeah, we, we we've got a lot of stuff to yes, get into. We do. So um, Mitch Marner, you wanted to talk about this, Vinny? Yeah. So that was really really cool. And I, I don't really know how I feel about like that happening. I, I, I'm, oh, I guess I'm I confused. Think cool. <laughs> I think it was like funny to watch, but in, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't really a smart play. Mitch Marner's on the power play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Mitch Marner, he's a good player. He's a, he's a, you know, I would classify him as an above average hockey player. Um, he is above league average. So he, uh, so the, there's, it's in the third period. And he notices that his skate is untied before a faceoff in the offensive zone. He's battling for the puck on the wall, and the puck gets taken away from him by the defenseman and goes down the ice. So he stops before regrouping. It was his left skate, and he stops just outside the blue line, and or really on the blue line, and ties his skate while the play is still happening. The play goes back into the zone, eventually gets cleared again by the Ottawa Senators, and then he has to back check. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. Just I, go to the bench. Yeah, I, that, I agree. Just go to the bench. Now, again... You're putting like, your team at a disadvantage by allowing the Ottawa Senators to clear the puck again. Right. So, But it but it was kind of like... What? A lot of people talked about it like, have you ever seen this? No, you haven't. But it's like, no, just, I haven't because most players are smart yeah, enough to do just that. Just to go to the bench. One yeah. thing I will give him, though, is as he was started skating, <laughs> the reason he noticed that his shoe was untied, or his skate was untied, was because his edge caught the skate lace and he almost fell. Yeah. And I guess maybe that could impede your skating ability. So that might be the only reason you didn't go to the bench first. Well, that's but that's the you can get or to the bench. To you can use the toe of your skate to yeah, push exactly. and then glide like, the other just, one. <coughs> plus, I mean, he's right. He's fast <laughs> enough. Like you can, you literally just use one stride and get to the bench. Honestly, yeah, you can absolutely like you just weave and you have you don't have good enough edge work. I mean, you work on that all summer long is edge work and you cut around cones and. I mean, you you can you can get to the bench with one. You don't even have to push off. You just wiggle, and then you're at the bench. Especially if you're not your skate if your skate lace isn't or your skate's not broken. Yeah. You know. So. Oh. I, but it was it was cool to watch. No, I don't really say it was a smart play, but that's just. Yeah. It was. Uh, something fun. that was not cool to watch. That happened yesterday. That happened yesterday. Because we are recording. Very scary. On uh, February twelfth, year Mister, of our Lord, twenty twenty. One of the NHL's premier Ironmen. Never misses a game. Was an, it was a pivotal part of the St. Louis Blues Cup run last year. Logged just about 23 minutes a game. And he's he's not a young fellow anymore. Uh, he, he, he's an important part of that team. Uh, he's 36. He collapsed on the bench yesterday in the first period of the Ducks-Blues game. It was 1-1. And play wasn't happening during. Which the, probably helped, I which, think. Which helped. Um, it seemed like the whistle had just blown and people were just coming back to the bench and, yeah. you know, it looked like it was almost kind of like a TV timeout scenario. Because yes. there was a camera on there was a camera on him on the, on, yeah. on the bench. And um, guys were just skating slowly back. Right. And I don't and know who it was. Happened, so there was I a player behind him that, <coughs> that noticed at first. And then you saw Alex Petrangelo, who was still yeah, on was, the ice, yeah. turn around and screaming and waving his hands. And then he skated off camera to, to assumingly go open the door and help. The stretcher on the ice. Yeah, um, but uh, the Blues did release a statement last night, saying with 7:50 remaining in the first period of our game tonight, Jay Bowmeister suffered a cardiac episode and collapsed on our bench after completing his shift. Thankfully, with the quick re- quick response of our medical trainers, Anaheim medical trainers, and their team physicians, 
they were able to stabilize Jay. He was alert and moving all of his extremities as he was transported to UC Irvine Medical Center. Currently, Jay is conscious and alert as he undergoes further testing by Anaheim's physicians. We will update Jay's condition on Wednesday morning. That was our thoughts and prayers go out to Jay. They also said at the end, which is important. The statement is courtesy of NHL.com. And I haven't seen any other updates this morning, but Jay doesn't look too thrilled about something. What happened with the Blue Jackets? Who else is hurt now? Cam Atkinson's out two to three weeks. Yeah, breaking news. You heard it here first. Even though this podcast Actually, will probably be released after the whole NHL and you, it. And you probably heard it on like NBC Sports or something. Wherever Jay heard it, you probably heard it first. <sighs> and then we just broadcast it to you yep. first. So where who said that, Jay? Was it? That was the Blue Jackets PR team. Blue Jackets PR team. So you heard it from the Blue Jackets first, and then us. You heard it from the Blue Jackets. A second. But um, you may have actually been able to ask Cam Atkinson for a personal interview by the time you this podcast is edited and released. That is probably true. The so that's unfortunate. You I knew as that's your Blue Jackets unfortunate face. Oh, Jay's slowly wheeling away from the table. He's a little sad. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Jay Bodemeister this morning. I'm assuming that things are still fine because they haven't said things got worse. And they also haven't things said things got better. But I don't really think, you know, unless he gets released, there's probably not really anything else to update him to. So um, hopefully Jay Bodemeister is okay and that he will be uh, back playing hockey soon. I'm not sure what it's going to – I'd just, I'd imagine they'd hold him out of games for a while. And I don't know when they postponed the game. I don't know when they're going to make it up, if there was they'll, a date yet. They'll re- remake it sometime probably towards April. Um, I don't know if he's going to play again. Rich probably didn't play again after that happened, but um, I don't I don't think that Jay Bomeister has the health problems that Rich Peverly had, where Rich Peverly had the irregular heartbeat and stuff like that. Like, right. They advised him not to play again. I don't think this – I think this was just kind of like a freak incident for Yeah. Uh, I mean, Bomeister. he had a long shift. He had a very long shift, yeah, very long and shift. he's not. I, I he's don't not, know the time. Like we said, of he's shift. not young anymore. No, no. But uh, they might, you know. But I, and it, especially if they're in the playoffs, they probably want him for leadership. So we'll see if he comes back. I don't know <sighs> what's going to happen, you know. But I, I'm sure that testing will figure it all out, and we'll figure out more information. And hopefully, we can bring that to you on the podcast next week. As you just heard, Cam Atkinson is now out two to three weeks I with what sad. kind? Of, what kind of injury, Jay? Sprained ankle. A sprained ankle. Oh, sprained ankles are. I'd re- almost rather. I don't know. Uh, is it a high ankle sprain or just a regular? High ankle sprain. Wow. Two to three weeks isn't a long time for a high ankle sprain, though. High ankle sprains sometimes can take like two months. Ron Jack Eichel had a high ankle sprain. That's what it was. It was six to eight weeks yeah. he was out. Yeah. He missed the first quarter of the season, you know, like first 21 games. It's whatever. I mean, half our lineup's out. Um, Yeah, Columbus. We, we didn't just have to, you know, call up Liam Foody from his freaking OHL team. Columbus. To- is riddled with injuries. Another one, Seth Jones, uh, out for yeah. That that eight to that hurts. Weeks. Yeah, Seth yeah. Jones, eight to ten weeks, not fun. Eight you to know. ten weeks. Yeah. Um, but I I mean it was on. You sent me. Did you send? Was that a Snapchat, Jay, or was that a iMessage that you sent me of the of all the players that were injured for Columbus? That was probably a Snapchat where they accidentally called Ryan Murray Ryan Murphy. No, no, no. It was the like. Because NBC Sports sucks when it comes to covering the Blue Jackets. So Seth Jones out. Uh, yeah, you know that doesn't Cam hurt Atkinson us at all. Out. You know it's only Seth Jones. Let's see. So it's we only have a guy who's been an All Star for the last three years. It's only hey, your best defense. He's a fourth line guy. You know? it's, all right. Know, so let's see. So ESPN. This, this is, is really the, weird. He's a defenseman. Doesn't he? 
This is a this is a weird way to to phrase it. So Seth Jones is on injured reserve as of yesterday. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's expected to miss at least eight weeks. Should be back in time for playoffs if they make it. Yeah. Now. Well, I don't know with all these injuries if we can make it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Jonas, um, Jonas Corposalo, you're welcome. Close enough. What, what, it's Corpusalo. Eunice? It's Jonas. Jonas. Jonas Corposalo. I said Eunice. I said, I said Jonas. Okay. Uh, maybe I pro- All right. I meant Eunice Jonas. Valentunas. Jonas Corposalo <laughs> is day-to-day right now with an injury. He's the goalie. Um, okay, I already talked about Cam uh, It doesn't even matter, apparently. It, I mean, Elvis Merzlikens is going to oh. go out and get you a 950 save percentage, but it's not going to matter. We're only going to get one point a game because we only score one goal. Well, yeah. So. Elvis Merzlikens right now is... He's very far He's up. got a 2.19 goals against average and a 930 save percentage. Yeah. Would, would be would be great if we could get some points out of that. He's got five shutouts. Yeah. Which I saw a tweet that said that is more than like yeah, half the goalies Dimitri in the NHL. One of my favorite combined. One of my favorite followers on Twitter. You should follow him. He he is. I think I do follow him. I love his work. All right. Uh, let me, Eric let me Robinson is a winger. He's also out. Um, I don't know if he came back, but he was out. Friday against the Red Wings. Josh Anderson's on injured reserve. Dean Kukin. Yeah, Dean Kukin. Dean Kukin on injured reserve. You know. Ryan Murray on injured reserve. That's typical, though. You can expect that on any day of the week. Alexander Wenberg on injured reserve. He's out three to four weeks. Yeah, as nobody, of last you know, week. We, we can forget about it. I, I don't even care. Good. <laughs> no just, offense to Alex Wenberg. He stinks. Uh, I'm tired of watching him play. So Sonny that, that Milano I'm fine, I'm was day to day at one point. Is he yeah, back? Sonny Milano sucks. Is he back or no? He, uh, yeah, he is. Oliver Bjorkstrand on injury reserve. He returned to practice Monday, January 13th. Well, he, is he's he back though. He's back. He scored a goal against Tampa. He's okay. good. Okay. All right. Uh, what about Andrew Peak? Andrew Peak played against Tampa. Uh, what about Al- Alexandre Texier? Alexander Texier is still out, which sucks because he's our best rookie. Scott Harrington is back. I would assume. Scott Harrington is back. Uh, David Savard is back. He is. Uh, Emil Bernstrom. Ba- Bemstrom. Bemstrom played the other night. Bemstrom played the other night. Uh, Wierenski is back. Is back. He's been back for a while. Marcus Nudevara. He's back. Cole right, Sherwood. Right we haven't had Brandon Dubinsky the entire year. We're now without our best defenseman, Seth Jones. Um I know that the goaltending situation has been great, but Corpus Allo is still out. Um, I don't want to rely too much on Matisse Kivlenix down the stretch, even though he's played well in the two games that he's played. Um, is that right. for dead? As of it is. Okay, no, this is the same thing <laughs> that I was just reading. Never mind. What did you What did you just say? Uh, I just noticed uh, a sticker on Jay's laptop that's Jammer for Debt, and I just noticed it. And oh, that's all right, cool. I got something that'll cheer Jay up, though. What's that? I believe we have two of these on this episode, so why not get one out of the way now? Yeah. Jay got a roster for me to guess. Yeah, I do. I don't know. I mean, maybe I should just give you the Blue Jackets. You probably can't even name anybody now that everybody's hurt. That's true. We already did um, that team, though. Yeah, we did. So we... Hit some information. We we got two. So I have a first one. I have a good feeling about one of these teams for you. Derek. So this is actually hysterical because I came up with one of the teams, and then we were trying to think of a second one. And me and Vinny at the same time said the same exact team. It okay. was unreal. It was it was actually Absolutely it was filthy. it was really really funny. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna go with that team first. That San team Jose. First? San Jose. Yeah. Evander Kane. Good. Nice. Um, Joe Pavelski. He is on Not the stars. Not there anymore. Damn it. Um. <laughs> 
Good work, though. I mean. <laughs> um, um, Martin Jones. Okay. He did barely. <laughs> Man still has a job. Um, <laughs> He's somehow, lucky. Somehow. He is lucky. <laughs> um, What's his name? Joe Thornton. Yep. yep. I was. If you didn't get him, I was going to punch you in the face. Yeah, no. Um, There's another old man you should get on that team. I know more people on this team. I just got to think. Yeah. Um, I know you should at least – there's a lot of good – you should know – I know this team sucks right now, but, for the, yeah, but they do have should, a lot of good players. You should know two other defensemen at least. If I'm going to say you probably won't know three, but you should know three. Yeah. You should know their other Because one of them has been there for like him. a million years. We. You should also know about three of their other forwards. Yeah, that makes me feel real good about this. I know um, you. I know you got this. You just got to think about about the sharks a little bit. You already have three, which is like above your average. I think that is my average. I think it is. it is exactly his average. Yeah, actually, uh, it's a little. It's a little, it's, it's a little above three. No, it's not. Because your average is a little above three. Yeah. Yes. So I have three threes, a four two, and a five. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so you have Vander Kane. You have. And that counts head coaches too, right? Yeah, you I can. Don't you know hard shark head coach. I get D out of the line. Oh wait, no, I have two fives. I'm yep. decently over. So you should. So so you gotta bring that average up. Don't bring it down. You um, have you you've, you've you've named. You've already named Evander Kane. You've named the goaltender. And then he named Joe. Thornton. Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton. I also named Joe Fel- Joe Pavelski, but yeah. he's not. Yes. Yeah. No, you yeah. did so, name Joe Pavelski. Yeah. But so he was not who's so. Joe Thornton is one of their assistant captains. Who would be their captain? He's got a nose captain. You, and I'm going to give you another hint if you can't get their captain by me telling you it's the captain. Um, hold on. I just had a name. That He's I been there him. for a good couple of years. Not a lot, but a good couple of years. Mike Madonna. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's been there since uh, 2010, <laughs> I want to say. Yeah, that's a, that's a decade, so. Yeah. Not too long, but not too just long. ten whole years. Well, yeah. yeah he's, well, he's I mean, it's not, not our fault. You're not naming him. There's two players on the team that have been there longer than this guy. One of them you already named. The other one wasn't there a little bit, and then he's back. He wasn't there. A little he wasn't there a little bit because he was on the Maple Leafs, and now he's back with the team. Oh. I know Marlowe, Phil Marlowe, Phil Marlowe. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Give, I'm not giving that to Patrick Marlowe. Uh, oh my God, Phil Marlowe. You guys know who Phil Marlowe. Right? Do you remember all like the old like detective movies where they're black and white and they all smoke all the time? Phil Marlowe is one of those detectives. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna, I, you are the oldest look, twenty year old I've never. It's met Patrick Marlowe. Okay, oh here's that's four. It's Patrick. I just mixed up the two first names. They're I, both P first names. Dude, I know you like those movies because you have an old soul. So I'm gonna give you the <laughs> benefit of the doubt. Not even an old soul. This dude's like seventy in a twenty year old body. I don't right. get it. You have See, four. Okay, this is always the way I put it though. I'm like a seventy year old when he was twenty, not like a seventy year old in a twenty. You know what I mean? No, like, I, think I don't you're act a like an old person. But I'm surprised you're not like asking who the sharks are. Shouldn't they be the California Golden Seals, like, yeah. All right, that's how old you are. This, I'll give you another hint here. The captain, you should get this, is a Bills fan. Really? Yes. I did not know that. He grew up in um, St. Catharines, I think, and he's a Bills fan. Oh. Yes. I guess you're right. St. Catharines. That's Ontario. that's why I'm. That's why I think he should know this because this guy has a connection to Buffalo. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, a pretty vocal no, I, Bills fan too. I just never paid attention. There was there was rumor there was very, very like 
tepid rumors about him. I mean, if I, if I didn't know that, though, I'm not sure he's going to know that. Yeah, but he's from Buffalo, though. Yeah, but I don't watch the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you, you're on Twitter. like. No, I'm not. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> not on Twitter. <laughs> I, um, I'm actually not on Twitter. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh. Just, just Hurdle. Like, Tom, okay. Yeah, okay. All Tom, right. Tomas Hurdle. Yeah, 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 All right. That's yeah, five. That yeah, that's okay. Five. That's, Are you going to name any of their defensemen? You, come on. Um, you can't think of the huge guy that's got a gigantic beard that's been there. Brent for, Burns. Thank God. <laughs> is, Six. Is he, is he the one who's the – he's not the one who's Bills right? But he showed no, up to a Bison's no. game once. I don't know that. But I do okay. know that. All right. He did. Fair enough. So we have six. Because they did the celebrity lookalike thing, and they said Brent Burns, and then they zoom in, and it was Brent Burns. Like, it was just hilarious. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I'm at six. This is Wait. the highest I've gotten so far. Okay, but we are giving you a lot of hints. We are helping you a lot. Uh, you help me on Yeah, we, you know what we have? Yeah, okay. <laughs> pickles. Think Pickles. Vlasic. There we go. All right. <laughs> Seven. Good work. That's the defenseman I didn't think you were going to get. There's still another defenseman that you should get. One Mike the, Hoffman. Mike Hoffman. One of the best. Mike. Okay, let's say Mike Hoffman's wife. Let's just say that. Or his fiance. Yeah. Feuded with this one of the man's best wife. Defenseman in the entire league. Not, well, not anymore, but, you know. Used to be. For this past decade, he was. All right. Let's just call. We want to call it. Can Let's you think of their it. other goalie? You couldn't think of Eric Carlson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the Bills fans, Logan Couture. He's their captain. He's been there ten years. Yeah. He's from think Guelph. Of Timo Meyer couldn't think of Kevin LeBanc. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. Struggle to think of Patrick Marlowe. I, I'm I gonna give Phillip. you a, on every single other forward except for Couture. I'm gonna give you a pass. But um, and then yeah, then the the defenseman you got. I don't think you're gonna get like Dalton Prout or Mario Ferraro or Brendan Dillon or anything. I'm I gonna, think we're going to get that. Aaron Dell is their other goalie. I'm going to smack this next roster one. And Bob Bugner is their head coach. Uh, it's a funny name. <laughs> so you got seven, which is... Kind of. We're going to put an asterisk next to that one. Just give me six. Take one off for all the hints you gave me. Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll give just... you five. No, give no. him seven. I'll give, give you seven. seven with an asterisk. That's what we've been... We've been giving you hints just so you like can... You know, this is a learning process. All right, so the next one. Um, so we already – all right, so I just want to say that we – Toronto Maple Leafs. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews. Uh, They've got some stars on this team, so you should get some. Is it Freddie Anderson? Yes. There you go. Um, I think I'll be decent at this one if I just think. Um, uh, who's the other guy on the Marner line? Uh, he went to he went to North Dakota. Oh, uh, uh, See now I'm guessing. Is it Brock Besser? No. Besser is on, on Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. That it's same color but, scheme. But I'm glad you knew he went to North Dakota. Yeah. Um they I I I was I, I was thinking for a second. He said North Dakota. Oh, like, he played North Dakota Brock Besser. He, he played at North Dakota with somebody on the Maple Leafs, didn't he? Maybe it's I'm wrong. It's a possibility, Maybe I think. I'm wrong. Brock Besser is on a line with Drake Kajula. I knew that. And Drake Kajula. Drake Kajula went to no, and who's he on now? He's now in the Blackhawks. Blackhawks? I don't know. I don't know. So nobody on the CBS line was. I don't know why I always associate him with Mitch Marner then. <laughs> um, There's one you should get easily, mainly because he's the captain of the team. 
John Tavares. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank God. <laughs> I was going to drive me nuts if you didn't get that. Um, never great with defensemen, but I think I can think of some defensemen. There's one you should get. Um, I would make the argument that maybe two. There's one he absolutely should get, though. Yeah. Maybe in three. Yeah. Maple Leafs. It's true. You know, I, I, my expectations <coughs> are slightly high. Here, I'll give you a hint on another one. Long-time Ottawa Senator, really great with Daniel Alfredson and Danny Heatley. 15 Played for the Stars last couple years. Yeah. The legendary right. line for the Senators. Oh, wait, wait. No, no, no. Uh, What's his name? The guy they got from L.A. Um, okay. Uh, Jake, get... Jake Gardner, right? Okay, no. no. He went from Toronto is... to the Hurricanes. Jake, it's Jake something, though. You're, you're on the He's, right track. And they have, like, very similar names. Oh, my God, this is going to drive me insane. I don't think they have <laughs> similar names. They're but... both Jakes. Jake Muzzin. Yes. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> okay, that's one we did not <laughs> that's, expect. That's yeah. one of the ones that I was like, I think you <laughs> could get that one. <laughs> okay. I'm um, proud of you. Um, now we, now that you got him, you got to get the other defenseman, though. I oh. believe you, you, if you can do him, you can do the, uh, the other guy. Okay, uh, but I want you to think real quick about this guy that I'm telling you about because he's not a prominent player on the Leafs right now, but he because he's kind he of played in Dallas the last few years. Yes, yes, but more importantly, you don't need to think about the fact that he played for Dallas. You need to remember he was on a line with Danny Heatley, now retired, and Daniel Alfredson, now retired. He, he was a great player for them. That was one of the for, best lines. One of the know. one of the best lines in hockey. Alfredson, Heatley, and they played against the Sabers a lot of times. Yeah, I know. They they killed the Sabers in 2007. 15 and 07. 06 too. Yeah. Um, yeah, people forget about 06. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have 5 right now. Um, yes, you do. And you and you did mention one of their goalies, which is I don't think you're going to get the other goalies unless you've been paying attention to the news recently. The news, no. Yeah, because there was a trade. There was a trade. Oh. I probably wouldn't know it. Um, who is this guy? Um, all right, why don't, so let's move away from that, all right? Let's just move. Can you think of can other I, defensemen? Can I say it to you? Who, do we, sure. who did we think? Jason Spezza. Oh, who did we think was going to do that? Who did we think was going to be the, the captain of the team, but maybe, but ended up not being the captain? Defenseman. Really good defenseman. Really good. Uh, uh, while about, he's thinking, Connor McDavid got hurt for two to three weeks. He did, Connor McDavid. And that's, that's, that's tough. That is tough for the Oilers. They are th- three points o- away from first. Yes. And he's... they're very close to being, like, not in the playoffs anymore. It is the Pacific. They're is one point tight. away from be, uh, being in first in the it, Pacific. One point away from One game of hand on Vancouver. Okay. But. It's crazy how well Edmonton can do with. Well, because they have two, and two and half superstars, player, two and a half players that are <laughs> very, yeah, very good. That's true. Well, like <laughs> like superstars because yes. I mean Connor McDavid's a superstar. I think people now are realizing that Leon Draisaitl is not a product of Connor McDavid. He's just an incredible player. Yeah. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins is not a superstar, but he's a pretty good player. So. And then they He's ha- the half. I would yeah. say I would I would argue that Mike Smith might be better than Cam Talbot too. So I, was, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. But so I don't know if that's really much of an argument. But I mean, no. like it's it's just, it at least an upgrade. A, at least an upgrade from last year. Yeah, yeah that's true. Good goaltending will get you places. Um, unless you're the Maple Leafs, the and you still can't make the playoffs. He's only have one of the best goalies in the league. Well, I mean, he got hurt. Yeah, I know, but that's why it, earlier, like they should have been better. Well, um, yeah, but they had to fire. Speaking of Maple Leafs, this one guy's brother played for a team you're familiar with. Do you play for the Sabres? 
His brother did. They got traded because he sucks. Yeah, and the Sabres actually fleeced this team in the trade. Oh, Nylander. Yeah. yeah. What's the brother's – what's the what's the guy in the Maple Leafs' name, first name? Alex? No, <laughs> that's, that's, that's on the Sabres. Yeah, that's the Sabres no, no, no. Oh, hold on. Willie. Thank you. That's I'll give you Willie. His William. That's the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, people I might, call him Willie Nylander. Yes. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll definitely give that to All him. All right, six. John Tortorella Good calls work. Willie. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. When? Wait, maybe it's a different Willie. <laughs> why, would he, why would John Tortorella <laughs> talk about Willie Nealand? He doesn't coach him. Oh, All right. Did, did he at one point? No. No, he's no. never coached no. him. Maybe he's talking about a different Willie then. He called yeah. some guy Willie. Another William Nylander. All right. So we can call – you want to call this? Because he's got call six. This. You didn't get Morgan Riley. I can't believe wow. – all right, so Morgan Riley and Tyson Berry are two of the big defensemen on the Maple Leafs. Cody Cece is another one, but I didn't Cody really think. Cody Cece stinks. I, I, he's just, I just know his, his name is he a little more familiar. With, uh, he's terrible. If he's that bad, why didn't you get him? Travis Dermott is another name that I know Jay I like has, Travis Dermott a lot. He said his name on the podcast, which is why I feel like maybe we'd have him left for more with him. You mentioned Tavares. You, lo- you, you were told about Spezza. You finally got Nylander. Matthews and Marnie, you got Alexander Kerfoot. Is a name you might know. Yeah, um, Kasperi Kapanen name. is a young guy that you hear his name a lot. scores against the Sabres. Yeah, he's a good play. He might get traded. Zach Hyman is a guy that I was hoping you were going to get because he's going to obscure. What? Nothing. Just he's got an obscure name like uh, what's the guy from Boston that you got? Oh, uh, Dan Hyman. Hyman. I was hoping you were going to just get him out of um, pure luck. Pure luck. Why'd you guys take Boston off the list? What? Oh, it's up there. It's up no there. Mind. It's just. It got bounced down. All right. Boston was my most. Jason Zucker's a penguin. Jason Zucker's a penguin because of a trade, and we're going to talk about I was going to just, like, transition right into the Maple Leafs trade because, you know, like, that would have been a smooth transition, but you can jump all over the place if you want. I mean, whatever. Uh, Yeah, yeah. who cares about continuity? Yeah. Um, But those are the guys that – and we actually, on the dock, Duke, we wanted to talk about the the trade, the – this trade that you just see, that you saw me highlight, yeah, and put in black, yeah, but we, we hit put it, it we so that it you so wouldn't, wouldn't be able see to get, it and then uh, get the guys Jack that are Campbell now on and the, Kyle yeah. Clifford. Gotcha. Now I can't figure out how to. There we go. Oops, that's not what I wanted to do. No, that's not what you wanted to do. Let me do it. <laughs> you Kyle nine, Clifford from the LA yeah. Kings. Yes. Now teammates again with Jake Muzzin. No, here's the thing though. Yes. That was a a a good trade because the GM. Kyle Dubas has a previous relationship. Kyle Dubas, I met him. if you will. I met him. Said. So did I. I didn't At least even, I know how to pronounce his name. Didn't said, even know his last name to meet him. Uh, said. J- uh, Jack Campbell is a guy that Kyle Dubas has traded for in the past, back when he was a general manager in juniors. So he's got a prior relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Kyle Clifford brings toughness to the Maple Leafs that they do not have. So he's an important piece. Although the price is pretty steep for players like that. Uh, they gave up. Uh, two third-round picks, although one of them is conditional based on performance of Jack Campbell and Kyle Clifford. Um, and Trevor Moore was But they also piece. gave up Trevor Trevor Moore, who, who did score against the Rangers the other night. Um, so he's already making an impact with the Kings. And I think Trevor Moore is a pretty pretty solid fourth-line guy. Maybe can work his way up to the third line at some point in his career, but he's never going to be a top-six player. Um, now, here's, what I, well, here's what I like about the trade. Toronto sees a need. We need another goalie. Our goalie is bad. Frederick Anderson is hurt. They, yes. I mean, Hutchinson is bad. Yeah, Hutchinson hurt. is bad. He, he, they have a need. They go out and they get it. That's what they did. That's that, And they did it without having to give up too much. In the no. last couple of years, 
that Jack Campbell's been the backup for the LA Kings, his uh, save percentage in that role has been a 917. That's, if you that's could, solid. That, that's really, really solid. Um, the asking price for Alexander Georgiev from the New York Rangers was way too high. And I think because – now, granted, he's got control and everything like that, so right. it makes him more valuable. Yes. Um, but Jack Campbell's a guy that I think will stay with the Maple Leafs past this year. Um, I think it's a guy that Kyle Dubas has a great relationship with. So right. this is a good move for them. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think this is a bad move for the Kings either. No, I don't Because so. Kyle Clifford's a free agent at the end of the year. They mm-hmm. don't have much of a need for him. You're getting a younger version in him in Trevor Moore, in Trevor who, Moore who's not yeah. as physical. No, but I think but he's you, more skilled. If you can get a little more scoring power out of him, that's what you want as as the Kings, because that's what you're struggling with right now. Exactly. You are, you need a younger roster because you're old and slow. Yes, and this also Frankly. allows the LA Kings to bring up Cal Peterson, who they really like. Oh yeah, I mean we loved him. He was in Buffalo, and he kind of torched us on that deal, man. Right. He's a good goalie. So they, they get to bring up Cal Peterson, who yeah. they're very, very excited about. Yeah. So, I mean, they're bringing up a guy that they have higher expectations for in the future, which they didn't have for Jack Campbell. So if this allows them to get rid of two guys that weren't really in their future plans while they're rebuilding, they bring in a guy like Trevor Moore who can be a part of that, and they're going to get two draft picks that allow them to also bring in more players that are going to be part of the future, whereas with the Toronto Maple Leafs, they need to be better now. They need to make playoffs. These are two moves that are going to help them. So, I think that's a good trade. Yeah, I absolutely think so. I did some research. Yeah. I got the quote right. I got the guy wrong. Mike Babcock said Willie's going to be here for a long time, not John Tortorella. And I don't know how I confuse those two, those two humans. Well, it, it's actually not hard to confuse them because you're both thinking of two loudmouth uh, coaches that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> no, so Mike Babcock said, we think Willie's going to be here a long time. Referred to him as Willie. So. Willie is going to be here for a long time. You know who's not? Mike Babcock. That's true. Yikes. Um, okay, so in, speaking of trades, now we're going to transition back. The Minnesota Wild and the Pittsburgh Penguins made a deal. And, Jay, I'm going to ask you an important question. Is this also a, quote, good trade for both sides? No, it is not. Wow. Okay, I knew the answer to that because we talked about it earlier. Alex Galchenyuk. Kalen, defenseman Kalen Addison and a 2020 conditional first-round pick made their way to the great state of Minnesota for for Jason Zucker, who went to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Wow. They arguably... Fleeced them. Fleeced them in that trade. Galchenyuk is... It, now, I will say... He's a, and this has been said on, on the radio, so I'm not the only one who thinks this, he's a very one-dimensional player. Now, would I like to have him on the Sabres? Yes. If he's scoring, he's, well, I mean, they need help, dude. They're, they win, they lose, like, every game, so. But anyway, he's, he's a one-dimensional player. He, if he, he's a scoring forward. If he's not scoring, he's not doing much. He's getting paid. $4.9 million. Dollars. A lot of money to not do much. His contract comes up at the end of the year. And I'm not so sure he's going to be able to make more than a million dollars next year. He is going to have to take a one-year deal yeah. for a very little amount of money. Yes. And part of me feels bad for him. I think there are so many expectations lumped on him in Montreal that were unfair. They expected him to be some kind of saver, and that's not who he is. 
And then he gets traded to Arizona, and he has all the Max Domi comparisons because Max Domi succeeds in Montreal, and then he's traded to Pittsburgh for Phil Kessel because Phil Kessel wants out of Pittsburgh, and you know he's he has to replace Phil Kessel, and now now he's going to Minnesota. So who knows? Maybe the lowered expectations to be as a guy who's literally thrown in this trade as a cap filler. Maybe he succeeds, but I don't think he has any value whatsoever. I think he's literally just a cap filler in this, so he's not really a part of this trade, in my opinion, as far as we talk about the values of it. Really, this comes down to the Kalen Addison conditional and first. a conditional first-round pick. Kalen Addison is good. That's a good prospect, or so I've heard. I guess. I don't know enough about him. I, but what I do know is that Jason Zucker has this year and two more years under contract. So he's going to be in Pittsburgh for the next three seasons. And I don't know how much time is left in the Pittsburgh Penguins' window of winning a Stanley Cup, but their chances of winning one in that time just got a whole lot better by adding a player like Jason Zucker. And if I'm Minnesota... Minnesota. I don't know what the conditions are to the first round. That was going to be my next question is what are the conditions. But I'd imagine it's playoff depth. regardless of what the conditions are, at some point, the first-round pick that goes from the Penguins to the Wild is going to happen within the next three years. Within the next three years, I don't see the Penguins missing the playoffs. So you're going to get a late first-round pick. You are going to need to hit the lottery on that pick because a lot of first-round picks that are late are just solid players if you hit on them. A lot of them are miss. I'd say I'd I'd care to say that there are more successful players in the second round than are in the late first rounds. I don't know what the stats are behind that, but but it that, that's how it seems to be. A lot of your quote unquote first round busts are late round picks, like like late first round. So you're hoping that you're going to hit on somebody, and you're going to hope that Kalen Addison's a good player, and that it's going to match the value of a Jason Zucker for the three years that he's going to play with the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's a terrible trade for the Wild. Probably. The Minnesota Wild in the offseason almost got Phil Kessel for Jason Zucker. <laughs> now they get Alex Galchenyuk for Jason Zucker. Kalen Addison. And probably a first-round pick that's going to be in the 25 to 28 range. But maybe the Wild are hoping that they could get their pick to be earlier, and then they have two first-round picks, that, one that's very good and one that's solid. I mean, that sure, sure. Because Jason Zucker makes any team better, so getting rid of him might, is going to make the, the Wild worse, and that might help their chances in a lottery or something like that. I, I definitely get that. And I understand why they're trading Jason Zucker, because they needed to. But as far as the values that I would want in a trade, especially with a team like the Pittsburgh Penguins, that's not a trade I would make. Fair enough. Yeah. But to be to be, you do like the trade for both teams, for the Maple Leafs and the Kings, though. Yes. That's a trade that makes sense to me. This is not a trade that makes sense to me, at least on the part of the Minnesota Wild. Fair enough. Everything about this trade makes sense to me if you're the Pittsburgh Penguins today. Yes, you're right. Um, We will continue to monitor more trades as we go through getting closer to the trade deadline. Trade deadline is Monday the 24th, I believe, 
of February. Right. And um, what's, when, when is the actual deadline? Is it like, what is it? Is it noon or 2 p.m.? I forget what time of day it is. For? For the NHL trade deadline. What's the, like, the time of day that's the deadline? I think 3 o'clock usually, isn't it? I, th- I think it's probably around there. I just remember coming home from high school and kind of wa- trying to watch the late uh, late trades game come in. So I just didn't remember if I got there afterwards and we were just waiting for like the deadline deals to come in or if I got there with still more time left. Um, just to, to bounce real quickly to the trade bait board, Chris Kreider leads it right now. The T- This is the TSN trade bait list, yeah, I, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he, he'll be traded. Chris Kreider, almost a guarantee. Alec Martinez from L.A. is second on the board. Um, Jean-Gabriel Peugeot from Ottawa is third. Now, he's interesting because I could see them keeping him. <laughs> I absolutely could see them keeping him. Trade yeah. deadline's at 3 o'clock. It is 3 o'clock. Thank you, Duke. Um, the Ottawa has the, – the, it looks like they have a future now. You know, I, I I hate Eugene Melnick because I think he's a terrible owner. And I used to think that Pierre Dorian was a clown. I think he's done a pretty good job the last two years at at least trying to rebuild this thing. With how limited the resources are, with how limited the payroll is, I have to say Pierre Dorian has done, I think, in my opinion, enough to keep his job and maybe if he does more and hopefully brings this ship back together, they could he, – he, he can get another, another general manager job in the NHL at some point. I didn't think he could two years ago. I think you're right. Sammy Votnin from New Jersey is fourth. New Jersey having an awful season. I thought they were going to be in the playoffs probably. Brendan Dillon from San Jose is fifth. Ilya Kovalchuk from Montreal has dropped to sixth. I don't know where he was before that, but he's played very well for them. Mm-hmm. And I think they like the idea of keeping him. Tyler Toffoli, his name has been tossed around for a long time. I think he's he'll in go. seventh. Anthony D'Angelo, also from the Rangers, is eighth. He's moved up a couple spots. Andreas, they trade Tony D'Angelo. What? The Rangers would trade Tony. D'Angelo. Why? That's I don't know. He's on eighth on the trade bait list, man. And he's moved I think up. that's stupid. I'm just reading what the list says, my friend. He's an yeah, RF, I, I, he's I an know. RFA at the end of the year. This he's got. He's got 42 points in 54 games played. Yeah. And he's a 925,000 captain. I mean, man, that, that guy, to me, looks like a franchise defenseman. This yeah. is the Toronto Sports Network you're talking about, Jay. They never get anything wrong. Number 10. I'm oh, sorry. Number 9 is Andreas Anthonisiu from Detroit. I could see him going. He's got $3 million cap head. He's an RFA at the end of the year. He's got 21 points in 40 games. He's 25 years old. Carolina's first-round pick is 10th. Um, Carolina, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, I have troubles. I, I'm sure that they're buyers, but I don't know. I don't know how, what's the extent of that. I, 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 I have that, that's, um, you know, the force clouds the future on that. Here, Matt, Matt, here's where Carolina gets interesting with their first round pick is they have the luxury of trading it. Because they have the Maple Leafs first round pick from this year. Oh, that's granted, true. the Maple Leafs pick is top ten protected. Right. So if the Maple Leafs were to fall off and get in the top ten, they could keep it for this year, which they would. Right, of course. But even if the Maple Leafs miss the playoffs, there's always the chance they get eleven, twelve, thirteen, or fourteen. Yeah. That gives the Hurricanes a little bit of a luxury to be free with their own first round pick to try and see if they can make their team better because they're absolutely a playoff team. Yeah, absolutely they are. Next one on the list is Matt Dumba. Matt Dumba is 
moved up to the 11th spot. He's his name now that that dilutes the market a little bit. Like for the Sabers, they were hoping to move a defenseman. Now he's in the market. It's like, well, why would we go out and get Ristolainen or Bogosian? We can go get Matt Dumba. Pavel Buchnevich is 12th, also from the Rangers. Derek Grant from Anaheim. The Rangers are really just selling. Yes, they are. Anaheim, Dylan DeMello from Ottawa. Joe Thornton is also on the list, mm-hmm. which I could see him possibly going to a contender depending on what he wants to do. There's only one team year. I think he'll be traded to. The Nashville Predators. The Bruins. The Boston Bruins. I could. I think that makes sense. He's UFA. Go back to where it started. Yeah. Mike Hoffman from Florida is 16th. Chris Tierney from Ottawa is 17th. Shane Gostisbehere is 18th. Andreas Johnson is 19th. Yeah, Shane Gostisbehere has been on the trade block approximately for the last four years. Yes, so. he has. I don't see him going anywhere. He was my favorite. Then part again, of the, so is Jason Zucker. Yeah, he was so. my favorite part of the French Revolution. Kasperi, Shane Gostisbehere. Kasperi Kapanen is 20th on Toronto. Barclay Goodrow from San Jose is 21st. Andre Case, Anaheim. Connor Sheary from Buffalo. Patrick Marlowe from San Jose. Robert Bertuzzo from St. Louis are around out the top five. There's a whole lot of other players on here. There's 40 on the list, <coughs> along with uh, co players from Montreal, Bogosian from Buffalo, Sam Bennett from Calgary. His name's been out there for a while. Marco Scandella is still on the block. And Jesse Puyarvi from Edmonton is also on there as well. Um, sta- oh, I'm sorry. The reason that those guys moved up or down, Jason Zucker was 11th, Kyle Clifford was 29th, and Alex Galchenyuk was 36th on the list previously. So We went to high school with a guy Wayne named Simmons Kyle also Clifford. He played hockey. He was very good at hockey. Who? Kyle Clifford. What about him? He went to St. Joe's. The kid that we graduated with. Or I graduated with. Yeah? He was good at hockey. I don't know. It's not the same guy, though. No, it's not. I just I just mentioned to, that we went to high school with a guy named ah, Kyle gotcha. Clifford. Yeah. So that's the trade bait list. So we need we need to wrap this up. Yes, we do. Uh, with one more thing, um, the I fact that I'm to... only 13 points ahead of you in the fantasy hockey standings. Sure, go go ahead with no, that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the I one am, thing we only care about is Alex Ovechkin's two goals away from 700. He's also two goals away from 42, which means Matthew Duke. 26 games left. Is wrong. And you owe us pizza. No, there was no bet. There you was a bet. That he said he would bring in pizza if I was right. I never said I would bring in pizza if I was wrong. No, that's not no, That's no, not that's how it works. Is that that's wrong? True. Yes, it's wrong. Oh, we had the agreement oh no, no, the, the, the other one. The cl- I was leaving yeah, I would school. Get out, leaving yeah. school. I kicked out a pot, yeah, the podcast if yes. I got it wrong. You yes. brought in pizza. All right. yes. So you do have to bring in pizza. You do have to bring in pizza if you are right. I don't care if it's just bringing a pizza. Okay, but what happens when... Patrice Bergeron wins MVP. Uh, I I'll have to go back. <laughs> I didn't even think I made like any kind of commitment on I, it. I I believe that I think. I think Jay said he would drop out of school, didn't he? I said I, I would drop out of school, and you wouldn't have to do anything if it didn't happen because it was such a ridiculous claim. So, that's what it was. Yeah, that's so, what that was. But so, yes, the the agreement for the Ovechkin thing was, if if it's, it's if you're if you were right, and Ovechkin only gets forty two goals. Jay's gonna leave the podcast. I'll bring if you're pizza. wrong, you have to bring in pizza. I'll bring so, in pizza. That works, and we have now. The pizza needs to be brought in. So, like, if he scores three, if he scores a hat trick the next game they play, next week I expect pizza. Yes. Okay, but here's the thing, too. Um, my home pizza place in Cheektowaga was just ranked the number four most underrated pizza place in Buffalo. Yeah. So I'm going to bring that in. That's great. I don't I'm, care what pizza I'm thrilled. you bring. Just bring. And we have a long like weekend, said, so you have time to, like, order it. Just bring in pizza. Just, you know. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a, like a party pizza. You know, just bring in. Like I'll bring a, a large cheese and pepperoni pizza. How about that? That sounds great. All right, that sounds fantastic. What a great, uh, good, 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 uh, good work. 
I'm excited. Are you guys? When does Washington play again? Because I want to watch the game so I can like text you immediately when he scores a hat trick. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably play tonight. So Ovechkin twists his ankle and they keep him out until playoffs because they want him for the playoffs. They play tomorrow against the Avalanche at 9 p.m. Mm. Then they play. You know what I'm smelling? Tomorrow against the Avalanche, I'm not smelling a goal. No. It's, probably might take him a week. I think. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. They might take the, him 40 games. They play the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's going to score one goal in the next 26 games. He's going to score a goal well, here's the thing, though, and then he's going to come out and be like, yeah, I want to get more he's guys gonna to retire. talk. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to retire. Yeah. He's going to get 42 and retire midseason. He's, he's got the the Avalanche on tomorrow, Coyotes Saturday, then the Golden Knights Monday. So those are the three games that we have in between now and the next time we record. I'm hearing a bunch of shutouts. What a great – I love hockey. All right. All right. So this has been the Over the Boards podcast for Jay Ashdown and Vinny Cristiano. My name is Matthew Duke. Be sure to follow us on Twitter for news and updates on this podcast as well as the rest of our lineups. Good night, Chip Guy. And there you go. Yeah. Have a good one, guys. Yeah.